0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. This was a big weekend, folks. We had two big single day events and a convention. I'm going to start with the single-day event, although it's actually a two-day event. I didn't know there was going to be a second day. The second day is going on as I speak. That second day is for Sunshine Smackdown. Sunshine Smackdown create a competitor tournament, January 27th, hosted by House Rules Gaming at an off-site location at the Holiday Inn in Orlando, Lake Buena Vista. They had 32 players in this creative competitive tournament. They did five rounds of Swiss. After the Swiss rounds, they cut to a top 16. All the 3 and 2s got in, so if you had a record of 3 and 2 or better, you made the top cut, and it was a clean top cut, clean top 16. They had random stipulations in each round of the top cut, randomly drawn from a pool. In the opening round, the round of 16, the matches were steel chain matches. In the quarterfinal round, they were ring of fire matches. In the semifinal round, they were Liger's Den matches. And the finals match is a tables, ladders, and chains match. The two semifinal matchups in the creative competitor tournament were Sean Carter playing as Bandersnatch. Versus Sean Loeb. Playing as the memes dealer. Sean Loeb takes this match at Crowdmeter 2. He goes on to the finals. The other semifinal match. His Dangerous Alliance tag team partner. Chris Pate. Playing as Ricky Riot. Taking on the lethal endorser. Joe Gilchrist. As Citizen X. Citizen X wins this match. It wasn't streamed. So I don't know how far into the match. Or how long the match was. But. Joe Gilchrist, the lethal endorser of the NDO, the new Derby order, versus Sean Loeb of Just Business in the finals TLC match. The match does not go past level one ladders. At level one, only strike finishes cause a finish roll unless your grapple or submission finish has tables, ladders, or chain in the name. The stream was cut off, so I did not get to see the finals of this match, but I did reach out to Bob Dunn. The match did end at level one. The winner of this all Midwest Coast finals match, Sean Loeb. Sean Loeb, once again, wins a creative competitor tournament. Congratulations on, I think, his second win. I know he won one many years ago against South Bell at, I want to say, Marktoberfest although it could have been Rustmania, I just don't recall, wins, I believe this is his second time winning. Congratulations to Sean Moe. Afterwards at Sunshine SmackDown, they did have an old-school Pac-2 draft event. This wasn't a big tournament, it was just draft pods, so I don't have an overall winner or results from this, but they did have that event. They had a number of featured matches at Sunshine SmackDown. This is all still Saturday. In no particular order, I'll start with the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. The Canoli, the champion, has to defend against Chris Pate. Chris Pate playing as the tag team he created, the Dangerous Alliance. The Canoli playing as the tag team he created, the Duo Decimal System. This match goes to Crowdmeter 1. The winner at Crowdmeter 1 new champion chris pate congratulations to chris pate for becoming the new lff tornado tag team champion two big wins for the dangerous alliance two big wins for just business on saturday in florida we also had a couple of accw championship matches i'll start with the underworld championship match first this was a standard singles match between challenger Lauren Santiago, playing as herself. And champion Wyatt Andrews, playing as El Hombre Cybernetico. This match goes to Crowdmeter 1. The winner at Crowdmeter 1, Wyatt Andrews. Congratulations to Wyatt Andrews for a successful defense of the ACCW Underworld Championship. The other ACCW Championship match is for the Heavyweight Championship. This is a birdcage match. Six people in the birdcage, entry chosen at random. The first man in the birdcage is the defending champion, Johnny Korea, defending with the magnificent Mr. Ray. The second man in is the LFF chiropractor. He's playing as Back Hurton. The third man in, Ron Frazier, Mr. Rumble, playing as the mercenary Flip Gordon. The fourth man in, everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, playing as Cruel. The fifth man in, Constantine Matthew, playing as Jessica Siren, his own creation. The final man in, Christopher Andrews, playing as the original version of Brian Cage. There are no eliminations until after everyone has entered the match. No one was eliminated prior to that. And we actually have our first elimination at Crowdmeter 6, level 6. At level six, the third entrant, Ron Rumble, is eliminated by the LFF chiropractor. The second man eliminated, everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, also eliminated by the chiropractor. The third man eliminated, Constantine Matthew, he was eliminated by the current champion, Johnny Carey. The fourth man eliminated, Christopher Andrews, also eliminated by Johnny Korea, So, it comes down to the first two men in the match, the champion Johnny Korea, and the LFF chiropractor who had fought for this championship in a singles match in the prior month. They're the only two people who have eliminated anyone in the match. And it's down to them. The winner at level six, new ACCW heavyweight champion, the LFF chiropractor. Congratulations to the chiropractor for becoming the new ACCW heavyweight champion. His next contender announced on stream practice site. There was going to be an ACCW hardcore match. One of the participants in the match, Piglet, could not make it. So that match will be rescheduled. No information on when that match is going to happen. That's what I have for the first day. Of Sunshine Smackdown. For the second day of Sunshine Smackdown, which is ongoing as I'm recording this, we had a defense of the Tea Time Championship between challenger Math Guy playing as the professor Matt Smith and champion the friend Kane playing as Naja Mai. This was a short match, it was a stop, drop, and roll match. I don't know what that stipulation is, it did not come into play in the match. The winner at Crown Meter Zero still champion the Friend Kane. Congratulations to the Friend Kane for retaining the T Time Championship. After this, the Deep South Tag Team Tournament begins. This is a double elimination tournament, eight tag teams participating. I'm not sure if the winner gets a shot at the Deep South Tag Team Championship. That makes sense. But I just don't know. I did not see anything about that. I can tell you that the winner's bracket finals was between the Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate and Sean Loeb, and new tag team Faultline. Hold the line, Harry, and Mr. Rumble, with Faultline winning the winner's bracket. So they have to wait to see who comes out of the loser's bracket. Whoever comes out of that bracket must defeat Faultline twice to win the tournament. Per the information I have, the two teams in the finals of the losers bracket are the Sheepish Inquisition, I'm assuming that is Bob Dunn and somebody else, I don't know who the other person is, and the winners bracket finalist, Dangerous Alliance. I'll give you more on that as it comes in, but that's where the Deep South Tag Team Tournament currently sits on day two of sunshine smackdown the next big event i have information on is rumble at the rumble rumble at the rumble again a creative competitor tournament hosted and taking place at highlander games in boonton new jersey they had 28 players in this tournament they did five rounds of swiss and then they cut to a top eight The stipulations in the top 8 were In the quarterfinal round, all the matches are Ring of Fire matches. In the semifinal round, they were all Dark matches. The finals match was a Beast Unchained match. From what I gathered, looking at results, seeing the matches that were streamed, the two semifinal matches were John Polverino playing as Ariel Lipstick versus Candy playing as Emo Man and the wiser wizard playing as the new version of Cyclone versus the prize fighter Simon Davner, playing as the TVA commissioner Drew Madsen. Simon Davner and John Pulverino win those matches, and so they face off in a beast unchained match, playing two competitors with effectively the same gimmick. Aerial Lipstick, the original version, Commissioner Drew Madsen, a twist on that aero Lipstick gimmick again in a Beast Unchained match that goes to meter 1. The winner of this Beast Unchained match, John Polverino. John Polverino winning, I believe, I did not confirm this, but I believe his fourth Create a Competitor Tournament. Congratulations to John Polverino for winning the CAC tournament. Another big win for Just Business on Saturday, January 27th. The next event after this was a 12-player mini-grand battle. They had two groups, six players per group, playing in a grand battle match. The winners of those two groups were John Poverino and Chris Pagilla. They face off in a singles match using the grand battle stipulation. The winner of that singles match winning himself a copy of the Elite Trio competitor set. John Polverino. Congratulations to John Polverino for winning the Grand Battle match. Again, a big win for Jess Business. John Polverino winning both events at the Rumble to the Rumble event. Congratulations to him for having a good day. This will lead us into the featured matches. One of the featured matches that was going to take place was going to be the LFF Tri-State Championship match. The belt previously held by John Polvino had been vacated because John Polvino lost his match against Midwest Coast champion, the grump Danny Thunder. There was going to be a singles match between Ant-West and Candyman, with the winner becoming the new LFF Tri-State Champion. On the last episode of Talk of the Universe, John Polvino came on announced that he is taking over general manager duties for the LFF Tri-State region. And his first act would be to make this championship match a triad match. Aunt West and Candyman would still be in the triad match. The third person in the match would be the winner of the mini-grand battle. John Pulverino did announce, though, that when he won, and he said when, not if, the runner-up would be in the triad match. He did win the grand battle match, so the runner-up, Chris Pagello is the third man in the triad match to crown a new LFF Tri-State Champion. So we have a New York Rules triad match because all LFF Tri-State matches are New York Rules matches. They start at Crown Meter 1, and there are no disqualifications. This triad match sees Ant West playing as the new version of himself that released at Rumble to Rumble that day versus Candyman playing as herself. Versus Chris Bajillo playing as Okada from one of the New Japan Pro Wrestling box sets. This was a very short match. It doesn't go past Crowdmeter 1. It's about a five minute match, give or take. The winner at Crowdmeter 1, and of course, new LFF Tri State champion, the former LFF Tri State general manager, Candyman. Congratulations to Candyman for the victory. Her next contenders will be the two opponents from this triad match. She will face Ant-West first, and then the winner of that match will face Chris Bajilla. So, again, congratulations to Candyman. No information on when the next matches will take place. Here are the other matches that happened at Rumble at the Rumble. These are in no particular order. I'll start with the LFF Intergalactic Championship. The champion going in, Fotista playing as Harrietta, the Bearded Diva. The Challenger, the Tartan Terror, Larry Tibbles, playing as Quadruple H. Standard singles match, from what I could tell, goes to Crowdmeter 2. The winner at Crowdmeter 2, new champion, Larry Tibbles. Congratulations to the Tartan Terror for becoming the new LFF Intergalactic Champion. The next match I'll talk about is the LFF Tag Team Championship match. The original challengers were going to be the team of Candyman Dan and Ryan Pierce. Candyman Dan at the last minute unable to attend. So four challengers who will be at both Rumble the Rumble and Captain Khan next weekend are chosen to be randomly selected for the shot at the championship after a random drawing out of a hat by junior heavyweight champion Hank the Tank. The challenger is the team of Starmaker Productions, the prize fighter Simon Dabner and the Starmaker Everett Stevens. The Starmaker was playing as Rock Newman. I could not tell what the prize fighter was playing as from the stream. I just could not make out what the competitor was he was using from the image on the computer screen. I apologize for that. The champions, the Animal Kingdom. The Cheetah playing as The Rising Sun, the Penguin playing as the original version of Brian Cage. The winners of this tag team match. Still champions, I believe at Crow Minute 3, but again, not 100% sure on that. The Animal Kingdom. Congratulations to the Animal Kingdom for a successful defense of the LFF Tag Team Championship. We had a grudge match. A match to allow or disallow dancing. Fighting for dancing, the Lord of the Dance playing as Jamie Senegal. Fighting against dancing, the creator, Joseph Ritchie, playing as quadruple H. Standard singles match goes to Crowdmeter One. The winner, meaning that dancing is permissible, Lord of the Dance. Congratulations to Lord of the Dance for your victory. And then the final featured match I'll talk about. For the big prize, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship match. Tables match. The challenger, the star maker, Everett Stevens, playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo, the competitor he used to win the grand battle match at Grand Gathering 3. The champion, Brian Waitford Schmidt, playing as the Witch's Apprentice. The winner and new champion, the star maker, Everett Stevens. Congratulations to the star maker for becoming the new LFF World Heavyweight Champion. The other big event this weekend was Tantrum Con. This was a four-day event taking place in North Carolina. The SRG boss, Nick Baxter, Rowdy Ron, on site. The big news coming out of Tantrum Con is that the new game from SRG Universe, Rummy Gummy, in its first iteration, was available for sale at the convention, and also online. They put it online so you could buy it at supershowthegame.com. They also released about five or six competitors, just going from memory. Harvey Lester, Mr. A Wonderful, the Souls Weavers, the new version of Fireflash, the new version of Copycat, and the Brain of the Year. So those are available for sale now on SuperShowTheGame.com if you want to check that out. Speaking of products from the website over the last couple weeks, I've been talking about the Rumble Lotteries. We have the Rumble Lottery winners for the Create a Competitor portion, the main prize. Supplemental prizes will likely be announced on the next episode of Talk of the Universe. No idea if they will. The three men's rumble winners were Morgan Duty, Ron Fraser and the Grump, Danny Thunder. The three women's lottery winners were Bob Dunn, Hold the Line Harry, and Constantine Matthew. Congratulations to them for winning the big prize for being able to create competitors in Super Show the Game. That's what I have so far for the three big events from this past weekend. Two of those still ongoing. Tantrum Con in its final day. Sunshine Smackdown in its final day. I do have an update on the tag team tournament. The Dangerous Alliance won the Losers Bracket Finals, so it'll be a rematch of the Winners Bracket Finals in the actual finals. Dangerous Alliance must win twice to secure the victory in the tournament. Other pieces of news. There's been an ongoing faction tag team tournament. We had reached the finals match of the tournament. The finals match of this tournament, run by Candyman, was supposed to be a triad tag team final. Just business versus crime wave versus the higher class. Due to scheduling issues, the general manager decided that one of those teams will get a buy into the finals. The other two will play to make the finals. Through a random spin of the wheel on the computer, by elimination, the team getting a bye into the finals is the higher class tag team. The Just Business tag team and the Crime Wave tag team will face off, date and time to be determined. The winner will face the higher class tag team in the finals. Faction Wars 5 update. In this current phase, I believe Phase 2, of Faction Wars 5, the Constellation is up over Paradise 6-1. to Starmaker Productions is up over the Higher Class 3-1. to one. The Collective is up over the New Wool Order 6-4. And then... And these scores are slightly different than the scores reported last week. I'm assuming the scores from last week were in error. But... With a score of 14-4, to 4, Just Business has defeated the big picture. There are matches that could still be played, but the big picture is mathematically eliminated. Congratulations to Just Business for making Phase 3, being the first team in Faction Wars 5 to make Phase 3 efficient. That's what I have on Faction Wars 5. I'll give you more on that next week if I have it. We have some future championship match announcements. The next challenger for the American Interstellar Hardcore 23 7 Championship, currently held by the Meeple, Bobby Motherlovin' in Ohio. Big fan of Bobby Ohio, looking forward to that match. We have news for the next LFF Hardcore Championship matches. The next contender for the champion, the foreman, will be Johnny Correa. This match will happen February 25th, Sunday. Probably Sunday night fights. In March, the winner of that match, whether it's and new or and still, will face Alexander Slamilton. He is the next contender after Johnny Correa. One last thing before I talk about the online tournaments and Sunday Night Fights featured matches from this past week because there were no featured matches outside of Sunday Night Fights. This Wednesday, January 31st, is the deadline to sign up and participate in the 2024 Create a Competitor competition. I'm aware of nine people signing up. Pat Mulligan, who runs it, had announced seven. JAC signed up. That's eight. Rambo Apocalypse has signed up. So there are at least nine non-WWX, that's the wrestling school, participants in the CCC. I'm assuming. I don't know if any of that seven includes WWX people. Send an email to Stuman9, S-T-U-M-A-N, and the digit nine at Hotmail.com. Giving your competitor's name. Physical description, including ring gear, how they learned about the LFF, why they want to join the LFF, and any other information you think is relevant. Biography, so on and so forth. With that, let's get to the tournaments from this past week. Monday. Monday Night Fights. Ten players in this tournament. Group stages. Two groups, five players per group. Each player plays the other four in the group. Top two records advance to the top cut. Your semi-finalists were the prize fighter Simon Davner playing as Macho Manny, and Possum Kang, playing as Overdog. Not sure which version of Overdog. The finalists were Bob Dunn, playing as his creation, the brain still standing, and the LFF Chiropractor, playing as the masked llama. The winner, the LFF Chiropractor. Congratulations. To the chiropractor for winning Monday Night Fights. The next week's Monday Night Fights has been announced. The one happening January 29th. It's going to be a six-stop event. You cannot have more than six stop cards in your deck if you're going to participate. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Sixteen players in this tournament. Group stages, four groups Four players per group. Each player plays the other three in their group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches are New York rules matches. In the semifinal round, they're all Beast Unchained matches. The finals match is a submission match. Your semifinalists are Split playing as himself and the LARPer playing as the Ikuzo version of Sage. Your finalists... Are Alec Ventresca playing as Okada and Carlos Lumbre playing as the second version, the new version of Mike Werner. The winner. Carlos Lumbre. Congratulations to Carlos Lumbre for winning Thursday night fights. The next Thursday night fight tournament will be a hardcore event. This is the February 1st tournament. All players must use a competitor. That has either disqualification in the text of their gimmick or in the text of one of their printed finishes. You can use generic finishes with disqualification in the text, but that is not enough to qualify your competitor for the tournament. The competitor you use must have disqualification in the text of the gimmick or their logoed finish. This brings us. To Sunday Night Fights. Before I get to Sunday Night Fights, I do have some additional information, some updates. First, when I was talking about the LFF Tag Team Championship earlier, I did not know what competitor Simon Dabner used. He used the second version of the SRG boss. Second, we have results for the Deep South Tag Team Tournament that was part of the second day of Sunshine SmackDown. I believe I had mentioned that the finals were between the two winner's bracket finalists, Faultline, the team of Mr. Rumble and Hold the Line Harry, and Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate and Sean Lowe. Because Faultline was undefeated, Dangerous Alliance would have to defeat them twice to win the tournament. Faultline was given an additional option. They could make it. A single elimination finals, then they would get five breakout rolls instead of three when their opponents hit a finish on them. Fault line opted to get five breakout rolls for every finish. Dangerous Alliance would only get three. they would get five. So we have fault line versus dangerous alliance, one fall to a finish, Faultline, the team of Hold the Line Harry playing as Shui, and Mr. Rumble playing as Zonda. Dangerous Alliance, the team of Chris Pate playing as Big Bad Bobby D, Sean Loeb playing as Candyman. In a match that goes to Crowd Meter 3, at Crowd Meter 3, the team hitting the finish rolls an 11, and even with 5 breakout rolls, Faultline cannot break out. Dangerous Alliance wins the Deep South Tag Team Tournament. Now, the winner of the tournament, had they been a Deep South Tag Team, would be the next contender for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. Because Dangerous Alliance won, they cannot compete for that belt, they're a Midwest Coast Tag Team. They will choose the next number one contenders for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. Faultline isn't going to walk away empty-handed though because As the Deep South tag team that went the furthest in the tournament, they will get the next shot at the Deep South tag team championships. So, Dangerous Alliance will pick the next number one contenders, and then I believe after them, Faultline gets the shot. So congratulations to Faultline for earning a shot. Congratulations to Dangerous Alliance for winning the tournament. I was also told that the next two contenders... For the deep south championship the singles championship are sean carter and mr rubble so congratulations to them for getting shots at the belt as well this brings us to sunday night fights there were two matches announced on the match card the first match was for the united states championship the challenger chris engler playing as the new version of bautista the champion big match Pete. Playing is Johnny T. This match goes to meter 3. Big Match Pete, in my opinion, was in control for most of the match. Chris Angler fought back, pushes it to meter 3. At meter 3, Big Match Pete hits the finish, rolls an 11, and he retains. He is still the United States champion. Congratulations to him. The next match advertised, the Midwest Coast. Tag Team Championship match. The Challengers, Baked Outdoors, the Gen Con 2023 Tag Team Tournament winners. Sherry Von Danish playing as Danhausen, the Great Outdoors playing as Ariel Lipstick. The Champions, the new hotness. Brock Smith playing as Scott Prime, Mitchell Manja playing as Chloe Mai. But the match didn't happen. Brock Smith, They're on commentary for the first match, announces that they only play in dark matches, either matches that aren't streamed or that have the stipulation of the dark match. The Midwest Coast Tag Team division doesn't exist, so no championship match. I don't like this at all. This is terrible to me. Don't advertise matches that you're not going to make sure happen. Not a fan of the outcome of this. So there was no Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship match. As far as things coming up for next week, I already talked about the Monday and Thursday tournaments. Dojo Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash SRG Universe. Captain Con, next weekend. February 2nd through February 4th. February 3rd, the SRG Awards. I will not be there. I'll do my best to cover it over the weekend. Cover the whole convention. Cover. The award show. I know I've talked about doing an award show. Both a pre-award show where we look at the nominees and a post where we talk about the winners. The pre is contingent on when the nominee list is released. It looks like that's not going to happen. As of right now, the nominee list has not been released. I would be surprised if it was released before Wednesday. Last year, they released it the night before the award show. There will be a post-award show. I'm not sure when that will come out. I'm going to guess sometime early the week after Captain Con. I will try to get it out as soon as I can. Mark Perry is scheduled to be my special guest co-host when that show happens. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.